Ah, there, Kalimera, Kalispera, whatever time you are watching, this is Mappa. And uh, we have a mini sponsor, foodfromcypress.com. Use a discount code NCN12 for a 12% discount on your Greek Cypriot grub. Thasso, welcome back, my guy. Hello. How are we doing? Very good. I like your setup. I like your camera. I like the lack of... Uh, Hanging, so I know. I, uh, people can see my yeah. eyebrows moving. It's great, isn't it? Yes. Is it because you're using a Mac? I did, but uh, I'm not sponsoring no computers, man. No. no <laughs> well, it's great to talk to you again, my friend. Not that we don't talk to each other almost every day. Yeah. That's just yeah. kind of like my agony uncle. You know, whenever I'm getting stressed out about things, I message him. He just laughs and takes the piss. So, um, anyway, Thassel, would you like to introduce our very special guest? Ah, well, we have, we have an esteemed follower, an esteemed follower of us and also of IL. We've got our friend. Say your name. Ruslan. You Ruslan. can call me Rus. Yes. Chako. 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 Yes. Yes. Welcome to the Hello, show, bro. Thank you for, for jumping on, man. Thank you for having me on, guys. It was always uh, coming. I was waiting for too long, but finally you're ready. Finally, we are ready. We, yeah. are, ready. <laughs> we are ready for Ruslan. Well, bro, you know, uh, we're talking before we started recording and you've been watching the show for a few months now. And we'd just like to say thank you for your support and, and for tuning in, for interacting with us, whether it be on Twitter, Twitter X, Instagram, even just subscribing here we, we really appreciate it. and it's, it's great to see people in cyprus watching the pod i know cyprus isn't your um home nation so to speak i know you've been living there for 20 odd years you weren't born and raised there so you watching the show helps us and obviously we help you in some capacity understanding the different side of superior football so again I'd like to say thanks for uh, for tuning in and uh joining us today obviously Thank you, guys. And uh, again, I, I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, so we have more witnesses to this. Thank you to both of you uh, for what you do, for the idea that you had initially, and that you're executing it, not giving up, uh, continuing to deliver the up-to-date information, news, rumors, gossip, uh, uh, in, in a better way that my brain, who doesn't speak Greek well, can comprehend better. Thank you so much. Oh, no, thank you, my bro. man. Thank you. Do, do you want to do? Do you want to do your any promotions up front before we get started? You know, get people knowing who you are right at the beginning. I can mention briefly what I do, and yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah, shall, shall I? It. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. for it. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll be very brief about myself. I've been living in Cyprus since two thousand and one. I've uh, moved here to study in a school initially, and I've been here ever since then. Um, became an IL fan, same year. My private English teacher, his name is Mr. Kostas Tsangaris. Uh, he was actually an ex-IL player from back in 1968, the last time when IL won the championship at that point. Um, he once invited me to a football game. Uh, I've never been before. So uh, I, I agreed, and it was in Syria. It was IL Olympiakos in 2001, home game. We won 2-0. And uh, the whole season, 
I was coming to only to the uh, home games. Uh, and we won, I think, out of six or seven games that I went to, we won 90% of them 2-0. Everybody was 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. It was, it was a good year. Um, but the IL fans made me love the team. When I saw first time IL enter the pitch, the way the fans were singing, the way they were jumping, dancing, supporting the team for 90 minutes, there was never-ending singing. Um, regardless of the performance, the score, the performance of referees, everything, the fans were always there. So from day number one, I like to say I got yellow blood in me and I'm a very proud Aelista lion. Um, and I always carry our yellow and blue flag anywhere I go. Um, now I'm living uh, in Limassol, obviously. Um, and I've got a business in Nicosia where we are dealing with uh, cars. We, are, we have a car wrapping company. Um, we're pretty big for, for, for Cyprus. And um, basically, that's it. That's about me. And the car wrapping company is called? Oh, the car wrapping company is called Project 357. There Come you go. On. Yeah. Yes. Some, people, some people who have listened previously and, and watched previously will know about that company. True. Yes. Yeah. And we had our logo as well on your podcast a couple exactly. of times. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Thank you very much. All right. Now we've got the nice stuff out of the way. Now for the tragic stuff. Or well, if you're an Ammonia fan, such as myself, and we drew 3-3 at Carmiodissa. Um, scored an early goal through Marquinhos. And then Garmiotis has scored one of the goals of the season already from Joey Suk. Gakuli came off the bench to score twice. Then Karim Rossi made it 3-2 with 15 minutes to go. And deep into injury time, Lukili made it 3-3. Thas, I know that we haven't got much time to discuss this one because there's a few goals to come. But briefly, do you want to... Give your thoughts on this one. Okay, yes. So, first of all, Marquinhos, it's not just Marquinhos, is it? It's Marquinhos Cipriano. Come on. Well, he's got he's no. got the name. He's got the name for Cyprus. But yeah. I've, I've, the, I've got to give it, him some props. Yeah. But, I mean, the, you know, the the way that the uh, game got set up, uh, you you would have thought Omonia would have walked it, especially with the goal in, what, like the second minute? Or was it something like that? Second yeah. minute, yeah. But yeah, and then Joey Suk shows up. Uh, I don't know where he like where he decided to pull off that that Cruyff turn before he banged it in. Um, but yeah, from the highlight as well, it looked like Fabiano was completely surprised by that as well because he didn't even he didn't he, he didn't look like he tried to get down to the ball. It just mm-hmm. took him by surprise. Um, but yeah. Um, I've been listen. I've been saying oh, for since the beginning of the transfer window that one of the things Omonia should be looking for is a striker to score goals. Um, but you know, look at Gagulis. He's he's got four in the first two so far. So maybe maybe you've already got a solution there. Either way, both his goals they were pretty good goals. You know, the first goal especially he had that solo run. And then he finishes it into the top corner. You kind of 
as a as a Cyprus fan, I mean, I'm talking about Cyprus national team, not Omonia, whatever, whatever Omonia. But anyway, uh, I hope Getspire was watching because that's how you need you need Gagulis in our team, and you need him doing that kind of thing. But you need to have an outlet, which he has. He's got people setting him up from all sides. You've got uh, Semedo providing assists. He's the assist king, like I keep saying, uh, as Buffalo fans know as well. Uh, so, so yeah, um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Gagulis is the solution for Ammonia. What do you think? Uh, Rus, tell me about this player because I've rated him highly for a few years and his pace is lightning his movement has developed in such a good way. And last season, I was telling a lot of Omonia fans who were critical of him, and some of them were, were right in their assessment of him. But I always believe that if he's getting into the right positions, eventually the goals will come because he'll develop as a goal scorer. Now it seems that not only is he getting in the right positions, he's making chances for himself and he's scoring goals. What do you make of the lad? Uh, I'll be very, very honest. Uh, I don't know much of him. Uh, I saw a lot of things, uh, especially when Omonia was playing IL in the past. So I made my kind of assessment based on that mainly. And of course, from highlights, sometimes I can see uh, how he's performing. I think overall, he's one of the brightest talents of his age group uh, in Cyprus right now. But I think there is a bigger problem here, which you briefly mentioned, uh, is that in Cyprus, unfortunately, um, the fans of local teams uh, would choose nine times out of ten a foreign player to play instead of a Cypriot guy, regardless of how good or bad the Cypriot player is. And that's the problem, uh, as you mentioned, that last year there's, there were some Omonian fans critical of him. Uh, even if if that was uh, justified, uh, it wasn't probably justified as much as they were critical of him. Uh, just because he is not, uh, uh, you know, doesn't have a Brazilian surname uh, and, uh, you know, holds a South American passport or something. Um, you know, that's un the unfortunate reality in Cyprus. I can't say much about the guy. Uh, I always see him um, either assist or score goals. So, He's obviously not a bad player. Um, I never, I, to be honest, I don't even know his position. To me, he was always like an attacking midfielder guy rather than a striker uh, from every time that I watched him. Uh, but uh, I think he deserves more praise. Just like a couple of more Cypriot players. Oh, for sure. And something I've always said about mm -hmm. Gagouli is that I think he's at a little bit of an unfair uh, situation because the the last big goal scorer Moni had was Matt Derbyshire, which was three, four years ago, four years ago, actually, before Matt left. And every striker that has since come in, whether it be Duris, Shepovic, Gaguli, Karim, Ansarifad, etc., etc., there's always this, yeah, but he's not Matt. And before Matt, it was, well, he's not Ralfman. And before him, it was uh, Gaiafa, yeah. yeah. So there's always, with, with a lot of fans in Cyprus, there's always this, he's the bar, he's the benchmark, and you need to get there and, and be above it. But Gagulli is 22, 23. 
And this is a concern for me in the sense that they don't want to be patient with him. They're very quick to, to shoot him down. But the one thing I've always been told, especially from, I keep saying this, my, a friend of mine, Leon Knight, used to play for Chelsea, Brighton as a striker. And he said to me, Stel, if you're a goal scorer and you're not scoring, what you do off the ball is just as important, whether it be tracking runners, whether it be winning penalties, whether it be creating your own opportunities or creating for your teammates. And that's what Gagouli's been doing. But now he seems to be getting amongst the act with the goals and it's great. But let's sidestep a little bit here, boys. Um, Omani blew a, a two-goal lead. I'm not going to um, shit on Gagliodis' parade because to come back with the determination, and let's get it right, they fought very, very hard, especially second half. They deserved probably more than a draw. But to you guys, you cannot challenge for the title by blowing a two-goal lead with 15, 20 minutes to go. Can you, honestly? It's Yeah, I mean, it's something that I wanted to bring up as well, is that um, yeah, the concentration levels seem to have disappeared for that like, for those last 15 minutes. I mean, the second Ganodisa goal is a bit suicidal football by, by Omonia. So Bashiru plays a very soft pass and Bezus sees the pass and goes towards it, but the Ganodisa player reaches it before him and Bezus kind of just gives up or doesn't chase after the ball. Uh, and then there's a couple of passes that could have been easily intercepted. Uh, you've got um, Koulibaly as well, because Rossi still has a lot of work to do to get into the box and finish. And then you see Koulibaly off to the side uh, of the screen, and he's walking towards him rather than to sprint to try to cut the run off. So I don't know if there, there was something in those last 10, 15 minutes uh, the concentration, tiredness, I don't know what had come through. Because even for the third goal, you had the set piece. And then there, the ball was pinging about everywhere. But every time the second ball uh, had, had come out, it was always a Garmiodisa player fight, trying to fire it back into the box or trying to have a shot. And the uh, Armonia players were kind of a little bit static to that. So... You know, it's a rod for your own back, really, isn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the best. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, Ross, what do you think? Uh, you know what surprised me the most after the second goal of Carmiotisa, uh, was it five, seven minutes before the end? Uh, not a single Ammonia player tried to grab the ball from the net or delay them from taking a faster uh, kick from the you know center kick, kick basically. Off, yeah. Kickoff, yeah. yeah. So in moments like this, when you're leading, maybe they had, you know, maybe they were physically not ready yet. Maybe it's the beginning of the season. They're not up to speed with everything. Maybe I'm just speculating now. But in moments like that, when you concede with five minutes to go and you have a narrow lead, try to delay the other team as much as possible. Kick the ball out. Let the goalkeeper hold it and make the other guy try to use force to take it. Do something in order to disturb their... Um, uh, positive energy at that moment and not a single player did this that's what stood out to me well it, it was a shambles and you know if you watch the no Trofters pod we delved into that game in a lot of detail which we're not going to continue to do so i think it's best that we move on boys what but before think? we do Oh, okay. A quick little one there was a rumor coming out of uh, gekiza and the rest of them 
saying that Milinciano, who signed for Carlo Di Sa in June secretly because they never did an announcement, remember? They teased it and then never did an announcement that Milinciano had actually signed for Carlo Di Sa, but he did sign. They're now saying that he's going to leave Carmo Di Sa on a free to move to a Belgian team. So he signed from us. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, 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 I've seen on Carmiotis' uh, Instagram, I think, a post where they're announcing him and said, welcome, Milinciano, if you check their uh -huh. Instagram. Okay. See, I, because, uh -huh. because obviously he left us yeah. and he speaks Russian and I spoke a couple of times with him. That's why I remember that. Oh, ah, right. Okay. I, I think right. he came off the bench to play against Buffer the other, did, the other he week. He did both games, didn't he? Yeah. I think, I think both yeah, games. Yeah. 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 So um, it's a bit of a strange one if he's going to be leaving. Um, well, it's it's like what they did with uh, Husbauer, isn't it? They signed Husbauer from Anorthosi last season, yeah. and then by November he was gone. <laughs> so so it's not unheard of for Garmi Odisa to just get rid of players like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or coaches. Or coaches. Oh, perfect, perfect. Okay, <laughs> right, let's let's move on. Let's Next. move on. And uh, Anorthosi travelled to Salamina, I guess, <laughs> and they beat Othello by two goals to nil. A handball given. Guerrero put the penalty away, and then Helda Ferreira with another contender for goal of the season. Boys, is this a harsh handball for you? No. No, his oh. arm is in an unnatural position, and you can kind of see him, his arm in that in that replay. He's always kind of moving it towards him, isn't it? Moving his arm towards the ball. I mean, that's my thinking, anyway. It's Bruce? a fair penalty. I think it's yeah. a fair penalty. It's it's unfortunate. I don't think it was much deliberately done, you know. But it's a fair one. There shouldn't be much debate about this. It touched his hand. His hand was up. It's just one of those things, isn't it? You can't, mm -hmm. kind of can't get out of the way of it because it happens so quickly, but you're still wondering why his arms out here. Like, that's a that's a lovely finish, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great move all, all throughout the Guerrero for Anortosi. He's since he signed in January, he's been fantastic for them. He's yep. uh, he's got 12 goals. Uh, I mean, five of them have been penalties, but he's got 12 goals. Uh, he, and he seems to be kind of the playmaking engine of this team, like all the assists as well. I think he assisted the goal. He, the goals he didn't score last week, he assisted them. So, you know, he's he's, he's a very very important player for him. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Absolutely, and you know they beat Ethnigor first game. They beat Othello at the weekend. And I know people are going to say, well, they should be beating them, but let's get it right. These are the type of team that they were dropping points against last season. So, you know, it's a good start for them. One game a week, no European football to worry about. They seem to be uh, less fractious as last season. Russ, can you see them maybe challenging this season or at least getting top six? I think definitely they're going to get top six. Uh, definitely. Comparing to previous seasons. Okay. They haven't been talking too much during the summer and they were just, you know, either getting rid of players or signing players. Uh, there was not so much drama as they used to have all these past years with president and of the football 
company and then president of the union. I, I don't know what you call them exactly. Uh, and again, I'm not an anorthosy fan, so I don't know exactly how it works there because I don't even speak Greek to understand the whole logistics behind it. Uh, but uh, I've seen people talk about it a lot with the conflict of two presidents and then uh, the coach situation. Um, often they signed players and then, you know, players would fail. In this case, you can see that, again, as you said, Guerrero, I don't know if Mraz is still there, but last year when they signed him in January, uh, he was uh, on score sheets a lot. Yeah, so, he's got to uh, Greece. He's got to uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. But I th I think they've been working in silence behind the scene kind of uh comparing to other big teams in Cyprus. So I think that's what's actually that that's good and that's going to pay the dividends. I think they're going to be definitely in top 6. I don't know about you Thasso, but I've been very impressed with their attacking prowess. Last season it just seemed to be kind of like throw shit at a wall and hope that it sticks kind of football, but you know, Guerrero is making them tick. Helder's doing well. Chico Bantha had a good game. The new striker, Castell, is, is pretty decent. And, you know, defensively, they look stronger than last season as well. New goalkeeper that looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. They, 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 could be, they could be serious this season, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I got them in the top six in my, in my predictions for the season. Although... Uh, I'm, I'm saying they're going to scrape in. I said they've gone sixth. Uh, they've built a very, very good base. I think if they, if they keep this this team and the coaching, uh, the, the coaching staff together, for the love of God, somebody keep a coach for a whole season. But if they keep them together, then next season. Uh, they'll 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 shoot on. They'll be they'll be fantastic. Um, I gotta say I gotta say a little bit about Othello's as well because obviously yep. last last week they got the draw against Abolon, and uh, this week I mean they did lose two 0 but they they played some really good football in in some uh, in, in some times for a good 20, 25 minutes in the second half. They had Anorthosis penned in. And the second goal was actually a counter-attack. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see how Othello's get on as well because they seem to be set up a bit like what Agridas were last season. You know, yeah. trying, to, trying to play a game, trying to, uh, trying to play a certain tactic and grind results and, get, uh, and, and play some attractive football as well. Albeit Agridas were a bit unlucky with refereeing decisions last year. Um, but yeah, we're not going to uh, go into that. No, we're we won't that. go into that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Opta rankings that I checked before the season started had Othellos as the 11th best Cypriot team, which would mean they would Ooh. avoid relegation if, uh, if that uh, ranking system is correct. So, okay, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, um, I'm interested to see, to see how a lot of their new signings will do. Um, they've got Limbombe. I know he's 32 years old, and I think he's a pretty decent player. Uh, Brambilla, the Brazilian-Italian, he's another good player. Yeah. And the central midfielder, what's his name? Uh, India? India? I forget his name. Central midfielder. I can't remember his name. Was he left-back? I think he might be the left-back. Sorry, the left-back. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Thanks for making it easier for us. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Get them mixed up. Left backs and central midfield, the same position. <laughs> okay. Zinchenko. I mean, I mean, if you think about yeah. There you go. There you go. So if you're if you're Pep, every position is the same. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Right, let's move on. And the champions, Aris, beat Doxa by two goals to one, but it wasn't pretty. And Doxa were down to 10 men after two minutes. That is uh, as red as you get, right? <laughs> can we agree that's a blatant red? That's, that's, I mean, that's the only way you can get sent off at, at, within two minutes in a game, is <laughs> chuck a tackle in like that. That's, that's, and the fact that he was, he was so pissed off when he got sent off, like he was shocked. He does his cross and everything. I'm thinking, mate, that's assault. <laughs> he could have ended the guy's career for crying out loud. No, he doesn't. He doesn't finish his Stavro. He doesn't finish his cross because if he finishes it, uh, he'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. want to see oh. lots of crosses, <laughs> we'll see <it> in later. <laughs> there you go. So um, yeah, I just took the lead through the new boy. Everyone knows him, Schumanski course. Second half goal, almost on the hour mark. Uh, Brorson scored an own goal, which I don't know oh how God. it managed to sneak in. Oh, and my God. Yeah, right at the goal. end, well, with five minutes to go, uh, Gomi scored a pretty controversial penalty, if you ask me. But I'll, I'll ask you guys about the penalty after the, the highlights. Thasso, it wasn't a routine victory for the champions, but they'll take it, especially with a qualifying game around the corner. I mean, to be fair to Aris, they did have a lot of um, players that would probably not start on thir- uh, well, yeah, Thursday. Mm. Yeah, against uh, Slovan Bratislava, you know, there Tomorrow. are quite a few players. Yeah. So, but yeah, this this own goal, man. Is, I mean, I can see why Brawson was laughing afterwards because it's it's like he's he's trying to block uh, this uh, what's his name Vlie. Yeah, yeah, he's, try, he's yeah. trying to block him, and again, the red card as well is. Lee was a big problem for Borson uh, once he came on. Uh, pace, and, pace, pace. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think Borson's just gonna want to wipe this game from his memory. He, he's had a bad time. But this, I'm sorry, guys. For me, this ain't a, a penalty. I, I, I don't know. I think it's very, very harsh. Very, very harsh. I think so too. I mean, you can see 100%. the reason his arm is there is to <laughs> make sure that the, the, his arm doesn't get hit by the ball and it's just the bounce is taking it there. Now, by the, by the rule of the law that they do in Cyprus, that's, that's a pen, but it's, it's, it's bonkers. Harsh. It's bonkers. It's really Ross, if, if that happens to your team, you are pissed. I'm going on the pitch, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm straight in. I don't need an invitation. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think VAR in this case, uh, if the referee didn't afford, uh, award this penalty, they wouldn't have intervened because it's not clear and obvious. And I think since he uh, uh, awarded it, yes, by law, you, it, it's a pen. Mm. But again, VAR wouldn't have asked him to go and review it because, again, it's not clear and obvious error. Mm. Uh, but what I've seen there, I didn't know. Is that Shelley's playing for Doxa? Yeah. Yes. Valentino Shelley's. Yeah. My brother. If he's listening to this, brother. Hello, brother. Hello. He's a legend. <laughs> he's a legend. This guy played oh. in Korea for so yeah. many years. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Korea, great singer. Times. Great singer, apparently. Great yeah. singer, apparently. Yeah, Didn't sing for so. me, but he's a great guy. <laughs> you know, I remember him from the first time. Sorry to for a little. No, topic. no, I can't. When, oh, when, when I played an orthodoxy in Syria, an IL player, it was a Polish guy, P, I think Piech it was, who then went to Apollo. Um, striker? Fell, uh, striker, yeah. Yep. He fell, I think, and uh, his tongue was, he was swollen his tongue. Uh, and Shellis from an orthodoxy jumped and uh, saved the guy. And then the following season we signed him. So he's a legend. I know him personally. Great guy. Hello. Mm. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, that, that thing about Shelley's is actually on his Wikipedia page as well. They actually talk about it as, as one of the main events in his, in, his, in his career. I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, no, he spent a good long time uh, in South Korea. He's play, he played for three different teams. He got a couple of them promoted as well into the, into the, top, of the K, top league in the K-League. So, yeah, he had, a, he had a very good time over there. I don't mind him coming back to IL. Anytime, <laughs> any day, any day. I drive him in. Well, he's back home now, so you never know. You never know. I hope so. There you go. We need it. Right, one more thing before we move on. Um, you know, obviously, Alice are going to be title contenders, but was was that performance um, kind of like a blip? Was it? something uh, and like an anomaly, so to speak, because obviously the European game is around the corner. I don't think, was it a full strength team, if I'm not mistaken? Like Morgan Brown played, Vanna played, Musunda, but it was pr practically a, a full strength team. So do you think they had one eye on the European game, hence the slow performance or the lack of intensity, I guess? I think they were thinking they were probably going to walk Voxa. Um, complacency which, yeah so exactly i think okay. i think that's where i think that's where it's come in which is why they struggled um saying that a couple of players did perform well in that first half i saw uh, a few a few highlights with montnor montnor is is going to be i uh, want to look out for i think he's, he's a very very good player uh but yeah uh, I think there was a bit of complacency in the first half anyway. And then the urgency obviously came in in the second half, which is where we had all the goals and, uh, as well. Okay. Okay. Anything else you want to add to this one, Thasso? Because I know there's a bit, a bit of news regarding one of our Morgan mates. Brown, 100 appearances for Harris. Come on. Come on. I like Morgan Brown. Yeah. Still no banger goal yet though, this season. Mm, disappointed, Morgan. Disappointed. We need that. We need at least a thirty-yarder top bins. Come on, yeah. come on, and and Mr. Brown, because I know Morgan's dad watches this. Please have a word with your son, yeah. because we can't be sitting there talking about other players scoring worldies. Because we already got four goal of the season contenders, and your your son ain't there yet. And this time last season, he had two. So, <laughs> you know, you, you need to have a word. You need to have a word. So, yeah. Anyway. Let's move on. Congratulations, Morgs, by the way. 100 games. Fantastic. Move on to the final highlight or the mini highlights. It is Salamina 1, Abolon 1. Um, well, Yay. <laughs> Salamina had the penalty, which Doragaray uh, unfortunately had saved. Uh, Abolon took the lead. Salamina equalized. Two draws in a row for Abolon. And out the door goes the head coach Bogdan Andone. 
Well, that's all. Thoughts on this game, my friend? On the game? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Doregorai tries to play the penalty straight down the middle. But, um, yeah, 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 he, uh, uh, he stretches himself out to try and jump that, uh, that ball down the middle. It's a, it's a good save. Um, but, yeah, shambles defensively for Nelson Amina for the Abolong goal. They just they didn't they weren't they just weren't clearing the lines. I mean, you know, just boot it out from the just get rid of it. But anyway, uh you could say the same for when we get to our Bolon's goal as well, uh, for Nelson Amina's goal as well. You can say the same for for Nelson Amina's goal. You know, bye bye Yorio shouldn't even get the chance to get shot away. And then uh Yeah, should be doing a, a lot better to say it. To tell you the truth, it just seems to go under him, doesn't it? It's uh, should should be doing a lot better there. But yeah, Bolon uh, had plenty of chances to win it. But again, like I've been saying, they don't have a Bitas replacement, and they really they really need one. The question I have to ask you guys, and this is the question that I asked AA last week in terms of the amount of signings Abolon made. Is it too many? Well, not for Cyprus. However, they've had a lot of preseason games. They've had a lot of preseason games, and most of these players were together during these preseason games. You could say, okay, Valbuena, not so much. You could argue one or two others, but most of this squad were together um, for pre-season. So are these results, A, a surprise, or B, just proof that perhaps some players just didn't really like this coach? Devil's advocate here. Oh, uh, it's a difficult one. I mean, I think, again, it's down to underestimating the... Uh, the teams in front of them, especially for that first game, Othello's, uh, the goal Othello scored as well as, uh, was an absolute cracker. But uh, they had plenty of other chances as well to score. Uh, I think it's more, again, I, I go back to it, it's more they've improved in areas where they had difficulties in last season. But the players that they've got rid of, they haven't replaced properly. So, for instance, Bittas has gone. They don't have a goal scorer anymore. There isn't a goal scorer there anymore. Um, you've got uh, Jovanovic is tearing it up in, uh, for uh, is tearing it up in Serbia. You know, putting in man of the match performances, saving penalties, uh, clean sheets, all that business. And you, I mean, you saw the error from Leuvenberg there for the. For, for the Nasalamina goal, should be doing a lot better there. So, you know, it's the replacement for those important, the replacements for those important players that have gone just haven't, they just haven't started the season yet. And I think that's what cost Andoni's job. Boys, I'm going to be honest with you. Watching the first couple of games for Abolon, there's been a lot of. Um, reliance on Abdurahimi 
And no disrespect, 33, 34 years old, you can't expect that from him week in, week out to put in fantastic performances. And I, I looked at the, the lineup at the weekend and I'm seeing, you know, new signings on the bench. You know, Vabuena came off the bench, Konstash came off the bench, um, Skelvik, the experienced defender, was didn't even come on. I, I don't know where they go from here, Russ. Honestly, I'm, I'm, guess, I'm guessing as an IL fan, you love what's going on at the moment with, with Abolon. But it's almost as if it's similar to last season where the, they started off with a head coach. They sacked him. They brought another one. They sacked him. W- what's going on there? Honestly, what, it's, it's bonkers. I got to show some respect because a close friend of mine is on board of directors as of <laughs> maybe three years. Uh, from now, uh, three years ago, he got in. Unfortunately, I call him a traitor uh, because he should have gone to a proper team. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, first of all, Thassos uh, was correct. Um, underestimation of opposition. Um, so many years living in Cyprus, so many times going to away grounds. Nea Salamina playing at home is always a difficult game. So you should never underestimate them, unless you're Ammonia, because when Ammonia plays near Salamina, it's Ammonia playing Ammonia. So it's we know the result. Not last season, they beat us twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the cup. You had it sorted somewhere else. Um, but generally speaking, that stadium is is a I don't know. It's just like a small fortress for the small small team. Let's call it uh, no disrespect. Uh, so it's always difficult to go there. I think that was the problem number one. Uh, but uh, to answer your statement still, in the beginning you said, uh, did they sign too many players? Uh, no, I don't think they did. Because if you look back at 2012, when we won the league with Pambos Christodoulou, we signed a lot of players and nobody knew them. At least in the case of Apollo now, they're signing some players who've made a career, they have reputation and everything we had complete unknown second division Portugal, you know, uh, players, and it just clicked and worked. Um, it's, um, uh, we also, uh, Chiellini talking about Tottenham, right? And he says, uh, this oh is the history of Tottenham. This is the history of Tottenham, never win- winning anything. Uh, the same thing about Apollon. This is, I call Apollon the Tottenham of Cyprus. Um, <sighs> Apollon, if you look back in the last 20 years, they've sacked their coaches after one or two games at least 10 times, 10 seasons. I I remember so many, so many times. Right in the beginning of the season, they change a coach. And and I think that's the problem. Uh, Whoever is making decisions or it's a coincidence, that shouldn't be the case. After two games, you always let the coach um, do the homework and but try to work it out because the players they signed theoretically are his players. So let him fix the problems, but they don't want to. Yeah, I mean, even Garmiotis last season had the guy for four games before they sacked him. Yeah, four, <laughs> so, not two. But yeah, no, no, you, you're right. You're right. It seems to be a pattern. I mean, they did the same with Zorniger last season. Like, they didn't even get him to, to play in the league the year after they'd won the championship. So, yeah, it's 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 a problem. I mean, Bogdan Andoni as well, his win percentage is 60%. Uh, out of 15 games, he only lost four 
and they were against Bafos and Aris. Those were the only games he's lost. It'd be, it'd be, these two draws are not endemic of some problem. He just needs to. Again, he's got he's got so many players that he needs to use. That he needs to get used to, uh, regardless of friendlies and preseason and the rest of it. He's got he's got like five second strikers. You've got, no, got Abdurahimi, Sagal. You've got Kritschmiadzimiadzimic. Uh, uh, yeah, but mate, do you know what? I, I know what you're saying, but my point is, if you remember the back in the last season, yeah. they were so close, so close to getting European football. They were. Okay? So close. And they let go of 18 players. 18 have gone in this summer and 11 mm -hmm. have come in. So how can you build... On that team. All right, if you... Okay, Pitta goes. I understand it's a big player. But you can replace him. Okay, let's yeah, get it right. Can. You can replace him. You can. Okay. Vada, liability, did well on and off. Inconsistent. You can replace him. Var, he was okay, but didn't show what he did at Buffer. You mm. can replace him. Okay? But the goalkeeper, big loss. Big, big loss. Mm. Uh, Roberge. Okay, getting on a bit, but you, you can't. It's difficult to replace that kind of experience in the squad. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, who else left? Uh, Jovanovic left. Uh, yeah. We spoke about Zradi, but he went anyway. He was gone yeah. anyway. Uh, Iliev left, yeah. Dabo left, and Dabo, I know he, he was getting on a little bit, but he was still causing trouble. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. Sahar so, went back to. Uh, went back to Israel because his loan yeah. finished. Yeah. yeah so when when you're losing 17, 18 players, right, and then bringing in eleven, play, eleven players that have probably never even played together. I don't even know if any of these players played in the same team. Like, well, Derek certainly didn't because he was playing at Wigan and Nottingham Forest. So I don't think he's ever played with uh, Valbuena. <laughs> you know, so. It was a big gamble. And for me, it's like you're dismantling something that you're building that's doing well. And you're bringing in players that you're starting from scratch. It's like an office last season. Do you remember mm -hmm. when they got rid of all those players and they brought in Punch and they brought in Kiko and they brought in other players? These guys have never played together. And it took time. But what happened? They sacked the, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy that was at Buffalo. Milanic, then they brought in uh, Cisco Munoz. Munoz, they got rid of him, yeah. And then this is what's going to happen with Abolon again. Last season they had four coaches, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, they started with, they, they, they didn't Zorniga, even start Gadala. this season with Zorniga, then they had Gardala, right. then Magridis, and then uh, Andoni came in. It's wild, bro. It's absolutely wild, and it's unacceptable. But you know what? As, as Russ said, they're the Tottenham of, uh, of Cyprus. I'm going to start using that from now on. Copyright. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't use it now. That's it. No, no, no. You're most welcome. <laughs> Spread the word, brother. Spread the word. We're playing similar, similar colors, similar colors, you know? Yeah. Similar color shirts. There you go. Unfortunately, yeah. they won something, unlike Tottenham. But yeah, we still refer to them as the Tottenham of Cyprus. Spurs lost Harry Kane. Bonham lost there. Harry Kane. Didn't they? Bitter. So there you go. Well, speaking of Bitter. Transition. Shall we do it? Shall we do it? Shall we do it? 
Okay. Bitar scored twice at the week. No, that's not him. <laughs> that's not the one. This is the one. This is the one. Sorry, I got the wrong one. Bitar scored twice at the weekend, didn't he? And this was his first for yep. AIK. Yep. Happy days lovely, for him, right? Lovely little finish. Lovely little finish. And then, obviously, the second goal was a penalty. Uh, but, yeah. Can't be uh, but I uh, could play in the bottom of the table team, so they would have been hung, drawn, and quartered if they hadn't beaten at home a team well, that had you, eleven points in twenty games. Why no, 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 the no, 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 but here is here's some stats for you because it's a professional job he's doing. He's okay, four goals in five games for him. That's uh, that's a pretty good turnaround, I think. Uh, so you know, I agree. He, he means to go on as he started. I agree. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. It's, it's the opponent. It's not, you know. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. Anyway. You can only play what's in front of you. That's what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, a couple, couple more bits and pieces of news for our Bollon. Uh, so, they... Oh, God. I, I keep saying that they need a finisher. So, they've gone and signed a creative midfielder on loan. Uh, Tesfal Detekje has been signed on loan from Hamarbi. Uh, and he's got 12... Russ, goals. get the cigar out, get the cigar out. <laughs> he's, got 20, he's got 12 goals and 22 assists in 217 games. I mean, I keep, again, I keep going back to this, but they're lining up all these creative outlets, so they're going to create the chances. <laughs> but they've got no one to just you know be at the end of it to just go, fucking have it, get in there. They've got all the ingredients, but no chef. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, but they do have. So if we go, we'll move on to another creative midfielder that they do have. Okay. Valbuena, yes. his Twitter account still says yes. he plays for Olympiagos. Technically, he hasn't done anything in Apollon yet. <laughs> so he's technically still there. <laughs> oh my God, that's the clip. Yeah, yeah. that's there the clip. Go. There you go. <laughs> That's the clip. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Right. Any other any other business with uh, Tottenham? Uh, Avalon? No. Okay. <laughs> Let's go for the next game then. And Russ, this is for you, my guy. Oh yes, I Ooh, was there. Yours. Oh, yours. Come on. I was there. You guys. Was... Yeah. So a three, a four-three victory over Ayers. I know you're gassed about this one. So talk yeah. us through it. This the floor's yours, my guy. We we started well. First five minutes, we had the control of the ball. The first counter-attack that IS had, um, they went and scored the goal. Uh, funnily enough, I've seen them practice this in the pre-game when they were doing the shooting. They, they were trying to lob their keeper. So um, when I saw it, it was kind of uh, deja vu. Um, Can I ask? Yeah, what was what was Miguel Oliveira doing that far up the pitch? Was uh, true, I, 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 but I will share. I will share the two things uh, here. Mm-hmm. I would, the blame should be shared by the goalkeeper, but also by uh, I believe it's uh, Soteriu, right? Because he just comes in the picture uh, yeah. when the ball is already in the net. Sure, we had a free kick just before then, and they broke um, and had a counter attack. But on that on that frozen uh, clip, there was no Soterio. Uh, overall, I'll tell you what I think about that later. <laughs> but this is the second goal. 
Uh, and, a different question, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'll, trying I'll, to. I'm trying to comment on the what I see on the screen, and then I will. Uh, no, no, I, will... I was just going to ask who those four women were in the crowd. I'm, I'm just, you know, this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Continue. I'm being a bit facetious now. Sorry. Rewind afterwards. We speak <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, the the second goal was uh, a mistake uh, by Tuka, our new guy. Uh, I must make sure that I pronounce the T in his surname, otherwise my family will think I'm swearing. Uh, but uh, uh, here you go. Um, you know he was bigged up a lot by by the media. Uh, I was not impressed by him in the first half. In the second half, he did step up and he had a much better second half overall. Um, some IL fans in the stadium were trying to compare him to Ayrosa. I don't know if you guys remember. Ayrosa, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, he he still has some ground to make to be compared to Ayrosa. Uh, but the uh, second half was very positive from him. This was a good pass, uh, and uh, it was a red card. And here you go. You mentioned the crosses. Look at the number of crosses this guy made. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. And, and, and then he never, fi- again, he never finishes it because he knows he's lying. <laughs> it, was, it was too many. I mean, maybe about 10. He was walking off. Every official had to see semi-cross. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. It starts. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was there. I saw it. Um, and then uh, this, uh, not not this, but the first goal of IL, uh, the young guy, uh, Evangelos Andreu. What That's not the first goal he scores like that, by the way, yeah? But this was top bins. <sighs> Amazing goal. And uh, what, you know, what I feel, uh, starting from the end of last season, is that IL management uh, is putting a lot of faith into him. Maybe they're trying to make him our biggest commodity for the future resale value, but he's definitely very, very talented, and he's been given a lot of chances to play, a lot of minutes to get experience, and uh, he's... He's not scoring as much as we want him to, to be scoring, but he's doing a very good job. And I don't remember the last time our uh, academy player was performing as good as he, he does. Is his left foot usually that good? He he scored similar goal last year. Uh, I don't remember against which team, but I remember him scoring similar goal last year. I mean, that's that's filthy. That's filthy. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a very good goal. Yeah, I mean, it bounces off the crossbar, the post, and then kind of barely crosses the line onto the other side. Bro, you yeah. score a goal like that on FIFA, you're doing cartwheels. Yeah. Your friend your friend is throwing the control pad down. They're walking out the house. <laughs> True. Yeah, this was a good chance. And if you saw Tuka, he created the chance by first-time cross rather than controlling and trying to dribble. Um, the second goal of IL, uh, our uh, resurrected human being, uh, Hendy, scored. <laughs> Um, he did uh, seen in the past and represent certain uh, certain teams, but now he is in a proper team, so he finally gets proper love. Uh, he scores uh, a, a lucky goal. Uh, it was a deflection, but uh, I liked his uh, determination. He pushed away uh, Mendoza, 
And if you recall last season in the semifinal of the cup against Olympiacos in Alfa Mega Stadium, Mendoza scored last minute free kick uh, yes. in the same goal, in the same goal to, to win us the game and send us to the final. So Hedy, new guy, comes in three days later, he pushes the guy away and scores a free kick. So you got to like that leadership. Well, he, he certainly is an exciting forward for you guys. Uh, kind of like an underwhelming signing because he's not the kind of name that you guys, or well, most fans would want, give, especially yep. given he came from the other team. But mm-hmm. to score on his debut, that, that is straight away hero status. Correct. Hero status. Correct. You know? And he did also create a few chances. He had some nice runs. He's got something to prove, hasn't he? And yep. I think that's what it is. Certain players, when they when they have something to prove, whether it be criticism because he's come from a rival club or perhaps his goal-scoring record ain't great, it, it stucks up the fire. So, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly an opportunity for him. And Hendy does look like he's going to be the main guy up front for, for you guys. Yep, looks like it. I'm not sure what's happening with Berahino. I think maybe he's still not 100% fit. Oof. That, this was a good goal. Oof. That's a new guy as well that we signed That's from... Serven yeah. Zvezda, I think. Yeah. My goodness. Yes. My goodness. And there was I, need to, I need to add that to the goal of the season competition. Wow. Did you not put it? Did you not no, put I it? No, I didn't. I oh. didn't. I didn't. No, I didn't. I should have done. How did I miss this? Sorry. Sorry. My apologies. I'm going to shut up now. Um, uh, he, he scored about seven minutes after coming on as a sub. Uh, his name uh, is similar in pronunciation to... Chernik, that we also have playing number 11. So lots of fans were confused uh, who, is, who, who scored and who is this. But uh, it's a really nice finish. Uh, and I, I recall immediately a huge Serbian flag that appeared on the stands. And he went towards it to celebrate. So he already has his own fans here, which I'm sure he likes and feels happy about. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's a, it's a goal and a half from him as well. Yeah. I like I like during the celebration. So he's running off, and then Filipovic basically gives him a concussion by yeah. pulling him down and slamming him into the ground. <laughs> it was oh dear. So this one, when nobody saw in the stadium, this one nobody saw this. Yeah, I had I I I had a bit of difficulty seeing why. Uh, it was stopped, but they kind of when you see it back, you can see it. It's 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 the same kind of penalty decision as the other ones, isn't it? Where mm-hmm. he's not doing it on purpose; he's just his arms there, and the balls hit his arm. So his arms out so he can jump. He needs it yeah. to jump, but obviously the stupid rules is is handball. I mean that that okay, that's more of a handball than the uh, Aris one. But it's less of a handball than the uh, Othello one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, bro, it's 3-3 at this point. It's 3-3 at this point. How's your your heart rate? (laughs) Not good. Not good. We were dominating, but they did have two, three um, counterattacks in the second half. This was was a second second, uh, yellow for Del Miro. And to be honest, he was asking for it all game long. Uh, In the first half, he did... I think it was him uh, smacked our player in the face um, when the ball wasn't played. Should have been sent off then. But here comes Papa Fotis and saves yeah. the day. As that's an amazing goal. That's Again. that's three worldies, man. That's three yeah, in worldies. One game. 
<laughs> and if you recall, Papafotis, when he scores, he scores something special. He doesn't score yeah. normal goals. Wow. Yeah. It's, wow. It's, yeah. If for people listening, there's, there's, there's got to be a way you guys, people listening, to watch these goals because they're... Uh, well, the ball's fallen to him on the edge of the box. He's controlled it with his right and he's volleyed it with his left. I mean, you, you don't stop those. You Top just don't stop those. It's... What a hit, son. What a hit. And he takes his T-shirt off as well and probably gets a yellow card. But hey, you get, yeah. you, doesn't matter. Does yeah. not matter. But I guess you're happy with the start to the season. Two wins in a row, especially how, you know, um, many myself included, believe that you guys would struggle this season. Um, it seems like there's a lot of team spirit. This guy. Uh, <laughs> we're going to finish eighth. I remember that prediction. And yeah. to be honest, I still believe we're going to be struggling. I'm very happy with the start of the season. Um, two, two wins, beginning of the season, uh, difficult games, both of them. One is away against uh, Doxa, and then we had a red card as well in the end of the game. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, this this win against IS. What I can definitely say is uh, the negatives first uh, is uh, we should never be 2-0 down to IS at home, regardless if it's the second game of the season or whatever. Um, there are certain things that should never happen. You should never put yourself in situations like that. And IS, as, as the coach of IS, Liasos Luka, said after the game, he said, if we stayed with with 11 versus 11, we would win the game 5 or 6-0. And the way it was going, yes, we had the ball and we were dominating the possession, but I think our first shot came after Karmiotis' second goal and the red card. That was when our first shot came on target. So And, and they were more clinical. They had very fast uh, wingers and they were always waiting to, to break on a counterattack. So uh, we got to give uh, respect uh, to to IS the way they played, you know, and Liasus I think is a very good coach, ex player of IL as well, so uh, has to be mentioned. Um, the, the 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 funny thing is that the the surname of uh, IS goalkeeper is Becker, and we also have uh, Becker yeah. who's on the bench. Um, uh, now, the, the, the other things that I definitely wanted to mention is I will, I did not agree with our starting 11. Uh, yes, I know that the West uh, he had a red card, so he couldn't play. But I think we have Hugo Basto, who was a starter until he got injured last season. He's back. He was on the bench, I think. He didn't start the game. Soterio started the game. And the first two goals... Uh, the first one was, in my opinion, the biggest blame was on Soteriu. He wasn't there. Uh, of course, the goalkeeper was at fault as well. And the second goal, um, it was a collective uh, fault, in my opinion, from Soteriu and Suka. Uh, he got subbed off uh, after the first half, uh, probably because we had one extra player and we needed to score goals. Uh, but as soon as he was subbed off, uh, you could see a difference. He was just too slow. Yes, he had a decent season in uh, in uh, Israel last season. Um, I hope he proves me wrong, but the first spell that he had with us, he didn't impress. And now the first game that he played after returning, he didn't impress me at least. Um, 
Uh, I'm also wondering why um, Muriel is not playing, uh, the, the goalkeeper, Becker, uh, because he's on the bench, he signed a new contract, he's been in the preseason, I mean, we've seen photos of him uh, training with the team the whole summer, so I don't know why he's not starting games and Oliveira started. Uh, I think the next game definitely has to be Becker back in goals. Um, Medojevic, good leader, good leader, but he's lacking a little bit of pace. Uh, he was trying to do things that he doesn't usually do with the through balls and, and the chipped balls and everything. Half of them worked out, half of them didn't. Uh, I still think he should be in the team as a leader, uh, but we should give him a little bit of more protection because he's not so rapid anymore. He's you know getting getting old, um, just like Stel. Uh, so, yeah. Over o- overall, I'll accept that. I'll accept yeah, that. I, yeah. I, I agree. With that. <laughs> uh, overall, overall, uh, the subs were good. Uh, three goals came from subs, which uh, we have to um, give praise to our coach. I will leave it at that with the coach. Um, and hopefully, yeah, we're playing Paphos next in Paphos. So that's a very difficult game. I'm not optimistic. But I'm very hopeful, and if I can, I'll be there for the team. Question about one of your summer signings for the British listeners, George Marsh. What do you make of him so far? Uh, one of the best players in, in the game, that in this game, yeah. Okay. He was subbed off towards the end. I think just he was tired, but his ball control was very good. Um, lots of people said it's uh, difficult to replace Davor. Uh, and I like Davor a lot. Yeah. I think he was a very, very good servant for the club. Good energy, positive guy, never created any trouble, nothing like that. Uh, but I would probably also agree with the Kerkida article the day after the game, where they had a photo of Marsh and they said, uh, to all the doubters, this is potentially an upgrade on Davor. And he, he really performed well. He really performed well. I, I, I love the war. I hope he stayed. But Marsh really had a good game. Really, really good game. He impressed a lot. Davor is top of our fantasy football league at the moment. But I'm not yeah. going to say that too loud in case he's listening. But the thing is, Marsh came from Tottenham's academy. And you tend to find central midfielders that come from Tottenham's academy are very, very good on the ball. Very comfortable on it. They don't panic. They always look for a, a positive pass, whether it be sideways or backwards, just ball retention. And it's part of the Tottenham way, so to speak. Um, But I was surprised that he joined you guys because, number one, I hardly heard his name mentioned ever. I mean, I knew he was at AFC Wimbledon, but you guys signed him. I was thinking, that's a bit of a stranger. Where has this come from? Do you you know anything about it? I don't even know who his agent is. I have no clue. Absolutely nothing. Never heard of the guy. So his name... When he was announced, uh, looks like a calm, quiet guy. Reminds me of Lando Norris a little bit when I look at him. Uh, but uh, I'm very happy with how he performed. Danny Dyer about him. <laughs> I'm very happy no, how he performed. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there must have been something said because, I mean, we're talking about him being a Tottenham youth player, but he was a Tottenham youth player where we when Jack Rolls was there and Anton Izzyoriu and, and uh, you know, players like that. So, that it, 
he might have been contacted and then asked for opinions and obviously got a positive response from those players about IL. So uh, yeah, he took the jump. Georgi, you know, his career didn't kick off uh, at IL. I, I first mm. he signed now for another separate team, right? Uh, he's a Paralimni now. I think Paralimni, yeah. Yeah. He just signed and hopefully, you know, he succeeds. Uh, regardless of Tottenham connection, he came to us, so we, <laughs> we, we cleared his soul. He's good to go now. Good luck to him. But Marsh was very good. Marsh was very yeah. good, and uh, so so was um, number twenty-five. I forgot his name. The, the guy who scored our first goal uh, against Toxa, the first goal of the season for us. Mosa. Yeah, he was he was Mosa, yeah. he was positive, always running forward, making the runs, trying to carry the ball forward, dribble. Try to cross. He was very good. And uh, the second guy, uh, number 17, that came as a sub. Um, uh, Moreira. Moreira, yeah. Uh, he he was good when he came on as well. Yeah, he was so, good as well. so it seems the transfer policy for Ael this summer was to find, uh, to find good players that wouldn't necessarily have been picked up otherwise, whereas... Last summer, it seemed to be like, right, who's got a name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Berahino, You'll get it right. You'll get it right one day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, when, he, when he's back, when, he, when he's back uh, fit and playing, uh, you know, Miralas, players like this had come in, uh, which was a completely different transfer strategy, which obviously didn't work out. So they've kind of gone a little bit in the opposite direction this time. It seems to be working so far. But when has it worked out in Cyprus apart from uh, Darbyshev? Who who worked out from a big names? In John Anarisa. How success? Uh, I think Campaign if D. you look if you look at those times, probably uh, the Brazilian guy who played for Apoel afterwards, thirty six year old, he was uh, Carvalho. Ailton. Oh, Carvalho. Carvalho. You remember him? Ah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he came, he was like old. He was expired, 34, 35. He came in and he was scoring, scoring, scoring. Um, he used to play in CSK Moscow. That's how I know him. Back in the yeah. Is, isn't he doing some things with uh, Pafo now? Uh, agent, yeah. Well, agent. He's going to help Pafo uh, find players in Brazil. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Well... Oh. Anyway, we're not going to talk about them because they didn't play this week. So, whatever. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, last season, I think Chibola was one of your standout players. Um, we we waxed lyrical about him, as, as you know. Um, do you think him leaving you guys will impact you uh, short-term, long-term? It depends on the signings we made now because after two games, you can't really compare yet. I think they need time to, to show us exactly what they can do, the new players. And if they are not capable of replacing him, hopefully in January we'll be able to address that. Uh, but uh, Chabola was really, really good. He was fundamental uh, for our success. There was no success last year. And getting in the final, um, I don't think he was fully fit. Uh, even for that game, so um, unfortunately we were we were cursed with injuries last year. But Chibola was very very important to us, and Katsaniklich uh, 
your favorite player. Yeah. He uh, he's he really impressed me last season, but he played like three or four games. Uh, I don't know what his ligaments are made from, uh, yeah. but hopefully this season, once he actually is back on the pitch, uh, hopefully he will play more than you know at least half a season. Come on, bro. Mm. Uh, he, he he. What when he played, he was head and shoulders above anybody else on the pitch and even higher than Morales. Morales mm. took long to to kick off to show us what he can do and uh, he did score a couple of goals. I, I think only one of them was a nice goal, good looking goal, but again, goal is a goal, right? Uh, I think the highlight of Morales, I like the guy, um, no disrespect to him, I wish him all the success, but I think towards the end of the season his highlights became, became how many times he's gonna knock my, not my players during the game, um, and I think he was, I don't know, unfit, uh, maybe, or uh, n he didn't heal from his injury properly. He would play one game and then he will sit the next one off, and then he will play another one. So they, he was, you know, very carefully managed to last the season. So I'm, I, I will not miss him, you know, like Cibola, for example. Uh, because Morales was always kind of like a short-term uh, thing for us. And with Birahino, I really like the guy from back in Stoke times, you know, those those days. Uh, and all this criticism in UK, you remember those times when, when he was uh, being singled out. Uh, I really hope this season he will show something. Uh, because I think he has talent. I think it's a confidence, uh, lack of confidence. Maybe because he's not scoring much. Maybe because he's injured or something. But I really hope that this season he will he will show exactly what he's capable of. Because he's, he's a good player there. And he's still not old. He's still not your age, still. <laughs> he's got time. He's getting, he's getting me now. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll see where this is going. <laughs> the hair is falling off, but it's okay. <laughs> the hair went a long time ago, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. It went a long time ago. I'm fine. I'm all right with it. I'm happy with it. I'm all right with it, honestly. Looks good, bro. Looks good. Looks good. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Right. Let's move on to the next game, which has had a lot of people asking uh the same question in the match fixing question mark i'm not going to talk about that because it ended 5-5 it could have ended 6-5 it could have ended 7-6 I, I don't know but incredibly incredibly uh Fransol, who i said would be one of the top goal scorers this season scored four for Ike. but it was a 2-0 lead for ethnic in the opening how many minutes six minutes two goals from mario yeah. Elia. They conceded yeah. the penalty in the first minute, and for some reason, they took two minutes to look at it on VAR. Uh, well, unbelievable. Could, could, uh, I'm not going to say what I think it is, but anyway, let, let's let's carry on. Let's let's talk about this game instead of the accusations of people throwing in the towel and conceding goals deliberately because this is Cyprus. But it was, it was a very entertaining game. I'm not going to lie to you when. I saw the scoreline 4-4 at half-time. I thought, shit, I need to watch this game in full. So I did. And thus, I'm not going to lie to you, my guy. I was absolutely shocked, mortified, horrified with Ajax defending. I mean, we saw it being terrible in the European games. We saw how bad it was against Adi. But my goodness, no disrespect to Ethnigo, but you cannot be defending like that against 
against Ethan Ugar, man. It's it's terrible. Look at that. He's so static. <sighs> so static. No movement at all from the defenders. No movement at all. And, and you know, Mario Silia is a kind of player. Um, I mean, we didn't see it. We, we didn't see it for Abuel last season, but he's the kind of player who is going to punish you. He's going to punish you if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't look after him. And I mean, he did. He scored a hat trick, didn't he? Uh, so, but yeah, uh, it was absolutely unbelievable the, the way that this defense kind of just capitulated uh, in the first half, especially. And then, yeah, it was always it was always set pieces, always set pieces, throw-ins, corners, free kicks all the time, just all over the place. Of course, forward line always uh, plan A. Give it to Farage. Farage will cross it in, and somebody will get their head on it. Uh, Fransol doing a very good job of doing that over the whole game. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we went. I, I kind of looked at what was going on every time I was looking on the app and seeing the score. Every time it was like goal. Oh, it's another goal. The Discord <laughs> notifications on the Discord chat. So many notifications. Another goal. Oh, another goal. Oh, another goal. Unbelievable. Another goal. It was, yeah, it was uh, unbelievable game. Unbelievable. Defensive, well, the defensively horrible game. But well, well, this is it. This is what I wanted to ask both of you again. You know, you know me, Thassa. When it comes to defending, I think the arts of defending is is dead now. I, I don't know any European team where I could say, yeah, they've got a solid defense. And this isn't just talking about Cypriot teams. I'm talking about in general. The the state of defending in football is absolutely shambolic. But this is unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable for a team that did so well last season, especially in Europe. And again, they haven't had wholesale changes like Abolon. Yeah, they brought in a few players. Yeah, a couple have gone. But I have players like, you know, Rosales. Did, did he make that much of a difference defensively to them? Because I, I didn't see anything there of Ayek the past two games, especially this one, that tells me that they're going to be in and around the title hunt. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, it's it's going to be a long, long season for Ajax unless uh, they they sort themselves out. Um, it it seems like they're carrying it on whatever whatever happened uh, in those games against West Ham has destroyed this team. It's it's just they bombed them out. I mean, when you're having to rely on how old is Triskovsky now? Fifty? Is he not as old as still? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew he'd say this. <laughs> Why did I know this was coming? Uh, he scored his hat trick. There you go. Life. But yeah, Triskovsky. You know, I understand Triskovsky being he, he's a very good player. He's a very good finisher. But when you're having to still rely on someone like Triskovsky to get goals to uh, to to sort this team out, you know, you you start yeah. I had to start asking questions. You you had to start asking questions because I mean they've got a plan A, right? The plan A get down the wings, cross the ball in, get goals, and that seems to be a pretty good plan A. But what that 
what that requires is ball playing defenders. But what we've seen, like you said, Stel, is the, the, the defensively teams in Europe uh, don't know how to defend anymore. And it's because everybody's a ball playing defender now. And I want somebody well, who can think, pass you the think ball. Milicevic is? You think Milicevic is a ball playing, playing defender? No, I think Milicevic is crap, but. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, I, I thought I thought I was the one that was controversial with my comment. No, 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 no. It, it's 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 just not whatever whatever whatever's going on. Ike is not working. It's not working. I think Old Try is trying to figure out what the hell the solution is, uh, and he does he hasn't found it yet. Russ, what would you think of this? Because um, Thassa and I are, are in agreement that defensively they're shambolic. Um, it's not the same Ike as last season, clearly. But it's it's worse than the back end of last season. The last season they were trash. The back end of it, anyway. Mm. Now uh, I don't recall seeing Ethnikos score five goals ever. Um, and Mario Ilia, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah, it's it's the first time. Uh, Mario Ilia, he used to play for us, so positive point there. But then he went to Apoel, so two negative points. <laughs> um, but, but him, you know, when can you say that a guy who scored three goals and assisted the fourth is not going to be man of the match, you know, because the other guy scored four? <laughs> um, defensively, both teams were, were rubbish, but you expected from Ethnikos, uh, um, I don't know, because Ajax is just, you expect much better from them based on the investments and, and the recent history that they have. Uh, but I completely agree with us. Is the European games uh, that uh, kind of ruined uh, the flow? The machine is not working, so they need they need to um, take the take the plug from the socket and let it reload and connect it again and see what's going to happen. The the other thing I want to ask you guys is: Have Ike been figured out? from an attacking perspective, because once again, as we saw last season, get the ball out wide, cross it in the box, and great, this was a fantastic finish from Fransol yeah. to get the, the second ball. But are, are teams now understanding how to defend against Ajax? Clearly, Ethnigol conceded four goals, but I didn't right. have this problem. Um, so I, I don't know if the, the predictability is, is there for everyone to see, because as you see with this goal, cross out in the box, all right, they, they won the first ball, they won the second ball. But it seems that like if you stop Ike from doing that, you stop them from, from scoring and effectively winning the game. Pretty much, pretty much. It's Again, there's a plan A, which worked against Ethnigos, uh, which was get the ball out of the wings, deliver it in. Somebody will get there, whether it's Fransol, whether it's Tiskowski, whether it's Perepons sometimes. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's, it's, an, it's an enigma. It's a riddle wrapped in an enigma. What to do with Ayek? Well, mate, they've played six games this season in... Europe and in the league, they've only got one win, and that was on the 27th of July. So, from a confidence perspective, I think that is very, very damaging. Now, they've got Doxa next, 
which you would expect them to get something out of, although Doxa gave Ari a run for their money and they just about lost to Ael, the first game of the season. Today, there was a, a meeting, a general meeting at the club, and Karabadagi said, you know, vote confidence to Oltra and, and Javi Roca. And if Javi Roca leaves, then I'm going to leave. And there are other questions, though, which I'm sure we're going to discuss. But could that be the end of, of Oltra if they don't get a victory against Loxa? Well, listen, um, I'm not sure what Oltra has done to deserve more of a chance than, say, Catala, than uh, Iraola, than um, uh, Badia, than Sofroni, than any of the managers that have come before him. Because they they seem to have gotten... They, 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 a lot of these managers, they got to February, March. The Ajax form falls off a cliff and then a replacement comes in. Same thing happened with Ultra, and for some reason they've persisted. And um, maybe maybe it's because he's got a bit more leeway because of their performances in Europe up to the West Ham game. Maybe that's maybe that's what's keeping him in the job at the moment. I don't know. Um, I know that there were rumours as well in the summer of Xavi Roca leaving Ajax and going to Greece. Yeah, obviously, uh, those didn't happen. But yeah, there's again, it's 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 something something strange is going on. Something strange is going on. I obviously the fans are asking big questions about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, you know a bit more about the question and answer session because I couldn't, like, I I did very cursory, like, uh, well, what was asked. Ike, Ike's press statement was like, "Yes, we had we had the open meeting, and there were some questions and some answers, and everybody was, uh, it was a good atmosphere. So yeah, and then they well, left the, out that. Well, put, put this way, the fans were asking about the state of the club. They were asking, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, why they signed Herrera in the goalkeeper. And there wasn't really a straight answer for that. It was just like, well, we know what we're doing. So you need to trust us. Um, they asked about transfers. If players were coming in, they said, well, yeah, we're not going to rule that out, but we're not going to rule out other players leaving. And then Karapataki basically said, you know, I, I need everyone to support, need the fans to support us. And, you know, don't, don't be divisive. Don't have one being, you know, rocker in or out, etc., etc. Um, and as I said, he will do anything he can to make the club um, competitive. So it's it's a it's a strange situation for the club. But I just think, and Russ, maybe you can you can shed more light on this because obviously you're you're in Cyprus. I know I are a pretty small club in comparison to everyone else, but I just think that they're a victim of their own short-term success. I think last season they had a great start to the season. As we know, they did well in Europe. We can't we can't dispute that for a second and the back end of the season even though they fell off and they qualified for the the conference league it's almost as if that was the get out of jail card for for um ultra the fact that he got them into to europe because i think if they had not made it he'd have been out the door in the summer as well i i agree 
I think with Ike, if you look at them, the performances and, and their recent history, as I like to refer to it, uh, a couple of years ago, it was between them and Apoel fighting for the for the league. And then when Apollon joined, you know, there was them three fighting who's going to become champion. And Ike is always coming close and then falling off in the end, coming close and falling off. Maybe it's in the club's DNA. Maybe they're afraid that they will start succeeding. And then when the, times, the, the time comes for the final push, they will not be able to achieve it. And, and kind of like it's a complex inside lack of confidence. Um, and that's why things are happening like that. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, a normal a standard game week in Cyprus. You look at what? Seven games, right? There's 14 teams. So you look at seven games and you, lo you normally look with your eyes for the top teams. Yes. Who's playing who? Based on what you see on the screen, isn't I always the one that you can least predict the result? I mean, if Apoel playing somebody, most likely they will win. If Omonia is playing somebody random, I'm not talking about a derby game or something, most likely Omonia is going to win. But when you look at I, they are the team out of the top four, six, uh, that is uh, failing to beat the teams that they should beat more often than others. And I think that's something, I don't know, psychological in the team. Yes, players change, but it's maybe within the fan base and the energy that they feel in the yeah. team. Yeah, but no, also, I, I, have, I have something else interesting to, to ask you as well. Sorry to disturb. Sure. No, no, fine. To, inter to, to interrupt. Um, no have you seen a recent interview of Kerkes? Kirk is the ex-coach of I, I didn't read it. I, I know that he did give an interview, but I don't know what yeah. he said. I didn't read the whole thing, but the, there was one thing that he mentioned. Yeah, the, the way he left the Serbian team, Tsukariki, I think it was called, uh, which in Russian language means dry bread, uh, if you didn't know. <laughs> um, so uh, the way he left the team, which apparently unfair and, and something. I love Kerkis, by the way. Great man. As a human being, I met him a couple of times. Great person. And I honestly believe we should have kept him and never got rid of him. Uh, but anyway, he did mention the following. He had two offers from Cyprus in the summer. And he stayed with Tukariki. And now that they got him out of Tukariki, obviously those two offers are not valid anymore from Cyprus. So he has no team. He's waiting to see what's going to happen in the future. Uh, who do you think it was from Cyprus? It, it, it wasn't Doxa or Othello or Ayes or something. It was one of the top boys. It wasn't Ayel because Ayel stuck by Christo Dolo, Christos guy that we have. Um, I wasn't Apollon. They're not going to go for Kerkis. Was it Apoel? I don't think so. Might have been. Could have been. Could have been. Might have been before well. before uh, they went for Sapinto. Kekes um, would have been a less controversial, not controversial, but you know, see, I, we've seen Sapinto. He's very, he's a bit, he's got a vida in him. You know, he's very. Uh, so uh, you know, Kekes would have been somebody a bit more to. Uh, say Cypriot style, he knows the league already. Uh, he did very, very well with Ael when he was there. So you know, it would have been it would have been a good 
it would have been a good hire for Abuel. I don't think Ayek would have gone with Keke because the managers that Ayek go for, Xavi Roca, his preference is to find somebody Spanish. I mean, we've seen it with all the other managers minus Sofroni uh, have, have all been Spanish. So, I don't know. I think maybe Ali FC were interested. Yeah, maybe Bafos might have got... Yeah, maybe Bafos might have contacted him. That would have been... Maybe Omonia, no? Because I think Kirk has played for Omonia for well, a season. The, the thing is, when Ferreira was sacked... There were rumours that Kerkes was interested. Oh, sorry, Omani were interested in bringing him in. But I spoke to one of his friends who spoke to him directly, and he said, "No, there hasn't been any interest whatsoever." And then he got his job in in Serbia, and Sofroni came in literally two days after. Was it the day, the same day? I can't remember. Um, but there was talk about Ferrer leaving during the international break. So. I'd be surprised if Omani approached him in the summer, given that there was a new sporting director. And Sofroni is there. And let's get it right. If Sofroni does get the sack, which I think eventually he will, because patience is thin in Cyprus, especially at my club. Um, I don't think Janssen has any relationship with Kerkes. So he'll probably bring in one of his Swedish mates from Ikea to, to do the job. I don't know. So anyway. anyway I mean, but, it, yeah. it, it could have been Garmiodis as well, you know. They they put their they they put their chips on Bratu, uh, yeah. This season, obviously, at least to, for the start of it. But I mean, we've That's seen them how they flip. Yeah, they, they 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 we've seen how they flip their managers about. So they might have they might have offered him something as well. I mean, last okay. season, the names that they got to coach them, at least two of them were uh, pretty big names, you know. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. So for sure. You know, it could have, they could have also been that one. But the, the, he was specifically talking about now during during summer. So he qualified to for for Europe for I think not the Champions League, the the Europa League. Europa League, yeah, did very well yeah. last season. Very and, well. and he did he did very well there. So he should never have been sacked by that team. But something mm. happened inside. So, but during the summer, before he was sacked, he was offered two, two things. So it was already after Sapinto was appointed. Sapinto was appointed uh, end of last season. Uh, he was okay. offered in the summer. If you read the interview, because obviously it was in Greek, and then I read it on Kerkida with Google Translate. So maybe there's something lost in translation. But this is what I saw. And <laughs> now that you're speaking about coach of I being there, but only winning one game two months ago. Maybe there is some truth there. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought came to my mind when, mm-hmm. when it's you... possibility. It's a possibility. Wouldn't rule it out. But nothing should really surprise us when it comes to Cyprus anyway, because stranger things have, have happened. But hey. Right. Thus, we've got a couple more stories, don't we? Shall we start with VAR Division? Because it just yeah, doesn't go away, does it? We, we thought it was the end. We thought it was the series finale. Ah, right. <laughs> it yeah. came back briefly. Oh, my God. So, do. do uh, Right. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna read off my notes. Uh, I might be missing some bits off in there, so you might want to chuck some things in while I'm talking. Yeah. So b- before you get started, last last time on VAR Division, we knew that he was unwell in Morocco, and he was photographed with a female companion. 
and he disappeared for a couple of days, and then dun 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 dun, like the EastEnders, dun 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 dun. We, we didn't know what happened, and then the yeah. day after we recorded, yeah. yeah. So Raja Casablanca released him from his contract due to mental health issues. So he basically stayed at Raja Casablanca for two weeks. Uh, now, not even a day after that. Uh, the Doxa president, and everybody calls him Garavidas. I can't even remember what his actual name is. But anyway, Garavidas puts out a post on his private Facebook profile with a picture of Warda looking into his phone in the dark with just the word Galosori says. But like, it's like, it's like a proper, you know, like, is Warda's looking down at his phone like this. <laughs> but imagine, imagine the Brillo pad scourer. <laughs> You know, like you're going to wash a kebab machine hair. And yeah, uh, Carlos says. So apparently a private jet was booked for Warta to come to Cyprus after he had signed a pre-agreement deal with Doxa. So he could then go to Cyprus to have his medical and sign and dot everything off. You know, yeah, everything sorted. Uh, reports then came out that he had not got on the plane, uh, but then Garavidas came out on the radio afterwards and said, no, he's on the plane, he's coming. And he arrived in Cyprus. The plane landed in Cyprus. He gets to, so Warda gets to the airport and they go, and the border patrol goes through his papers and said, no. Whatever passport problems, passport problems in inverted commas that he had before, were not solved. <laughs> and it looked like that they were going to, the border patrol were basically just going to chuck him back into Egypt. Now, the problem with throwing him back into Egypt is that for whatever passport issues he's having, he would have to do military service first to solve those passport issues. So he doesn't want to go back to Egypt. Now, he signed this pre-agreement deal with Doxa. At the same time, he's talking to Iranian team. Uh, what was what's the Esteglal? Esteglal, mm. where Sapinto was last season. Um, now, because he'd entered into discussions with Esteglal, Garavidas threatened to report Warda and Esteglal to FIFA for Warda for reneging on the pre-agreement that he'd signed. Uh, so Esteglal have been reported to have paid Doxa 150 grand uh, to not report Warda. To Hush, money. Now, Hush money. Now, I've been checking ever since this got announced and it got put on transfer marked. He signed for Esteglal. It's done. It's sorted. It's, uh, and I've been checking uh, like on the hour, every hour, to see whether or not it gets announced for Esteglal. Now, announce Habibi. <laughs> well, well, here's here's an, an additional little little bit of spice on there, as if as if this thing wasn't going to give you diarrhea after you ate it. Here's a bit more spice. Zamalek in Egypt is being reported as being interested in him, and that they will. Pay the 150 grand that Voxa are asking for, and 
that they will also sort out the issues with his military service and his passport. Now I'm just waiting on official confirmation from Zamalek instead. So there you go. Season three of Wada Vision continues. Boom, 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 boom. I, I find the whole thing absolutely astounding. Honestly, this guy, he, he's like, I don't know, he's got nine lives or something. I don't, I don't understand. Like, right, after I posted a Twitter, I need to... Uh, I need to write an article on Varda, don't I? And then a couple of people said yes. So I've been doing some research on the issues he's had previously. Oh, no. He's got... No, no, no. I'm not going to mention any of the stuff that has been talked about previously about him inappropriately texting uh, young girls and the rest of it. I'm not going to mention any of that because that will get us into trouble because some of that uh, hasn't been confirmed. Allegedly. However... Yeah, everything's allegedly. However, what he has done is he caused some issues with an Egyptian model, sexual harassment issues, which is what got him banned for three days from the Egyptian national team. And then not only like the sphere over him of shit that seems to surround him, Dragged in El Mohammadi and Mo Salah as well. Because after he got kicked out of the Egyptian national team, they played an international match and El Mohammadi scored. And it was like going up to the cameras and doing number 22 because that is, that's his number for Egypt. Uh, and Mo Salah came out and said, People need to have second chances, second chances, second chances. And obviously a lot of Egyptian reporters were turned around angrily and saying that was his second chance. He fucked up. Uh, anyway, Warda then posts this apology video on his Twitter account uh, saying that, you know, I, I regret my actions and all, all the rest of it. You know, the apology stuff that you always hear from pricks. Uh and uh, Amravada, I'm not, I'm not calling him a prick, even though he's a prick. Um, and uh, he's led back into the national team. There's all sorts of other rumours and stuff flying about surrounding him as well. Some which actually appear on the Wikipedia page uh, of his. So if you really want to go read some more stuff in there... Uh, especially about him going on loan to Portugal for two days. That's on there as well. Oh, that, that, that isn't a untrue story because I've heard from various sources about that incident as well. Yeah, I, I, I recommend people go on that Wikipedia article and, and have a quick read. But yeah, there's... <sighs> Let's, let's put it this way. Season three is not over yet. Thasso, do, do you know what I find remarkable about this guy? Is that he's very good at gaslighting. He's very good at playing the victim. Have you noticed, when he was at Anortosi, the amount of times that he was either talking to fans, pretending to be the nice guy, the peacemaker, you know, and 
you know, talking to the fans, and then that one when he flipped in. Then he's on Rothosi. Then he's on Rothosi. Yeah, yeah. And then after the semi final against Omoni in the cup, he's doing a lap of honor. And a lot of our stupid fans were saying, oh, bring Habibi to the club. No, thank you. No, thank you. And shall we talk <laughs> about the glaucoma or what was it? The, uh, the, the sty uh, yeah. that, that Anorthosi said that he had an eye problem when a few nights prior to that, he was filmed getting a good kicking by some IL fans in a nightclub. Um, or, <laughs> or, the or the story that we were told by a very credible source that he allegedly locked himself in a toilet in a bar in, in Limassol with a girl until the club shut down because people were trying to take photographs in the booth, again, allegedly. The, the guy is a walking disaster. And for, for Doxa to even think about signing him, honestly, I, I just think that Garavida knew exactly what he was doing, exactly what he was doing. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I mean, not to... So Garavida does know what he's doing because we always talk about his alleged links to being an agent and the rest of it. Um, the other thing as well that Voxa has that not necessarily other teams in Cyprus have is Katokopkia is very close to a checkpoint to go across the border. Right. And who knows what kind of shit he could have got up to. True. Well, that what I will say, and, and Russ, we're going to ask for your opinion on the situation because you, you've been you've done very well to listen to all of this, and I'm sure you've got a lot to say about Mr. Vada. What I would have loved. Have you seen that film, The Terminal, with Tom Hanks? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Wouldn't it be great exactly. if they said to him, "Sorry, sir, your your papers aren't correct." You gotta stay in the in the, in the terminal the whole time. You know, this is home. <laughs> this is home. <laughs> I go. No, no, no. You're not. You're not coming into Cyprus. You're staying here. And he's having to try and find the ways to survive in the terminal. You know, he's gonna see these big ele electric LED images of Ari advertising everywhere. <laughs> Welcome to Cyprus. Welcome to Cyprus. <laughs> Oh man, Russ, what do you think of the whole situation? Man? It is a farce, isn't it? Honestly, I want to know first of all who put him on Wikipedia as IL player, because if you checked, <laughs> I, you remember I tweeted you last week. He was genuinely for two three days uh, as an IL player, number seventy four in Wikipedia in our squad. I could not believe it. Um, I, I even tweeted uh, you guys about this. Um, <laughs> And then another thing from the story was, thank you very much for the research, by the way. I went on the Wikipedia page. I cannot find anything about Portugal, but maybe it was removed. But uh, please tell me afterwards the details. For sure. um, uh, the other thing that I think you are a bit missing out is that even if that team in Iran agreed to pay uh, DOXA, the compensation fee, technically, Iran is under sanctions. So anybody who does business with Iranian companies cannot receive money. Otherwise, you will also get in the sanctions list. So maybe... We did not know this. Because Iran is a country, everything 
to do with Iran is in the sanctions list, just like Cuba and now Russia, you know, everything to do with, with Iran is uh, suspicious. So maybe the compensation was agreed. And then the way for this money to go through is being done through Zamalek, maybe, maybe. But you can check Iran is, you cannot do easy business with Iranian companies. That's why they have their own banking system, banking, replacement of banking system. That's why they have a special like old school way of uh, money transfers where you have like a bunch of people that you trust. So you give money in cash in one country to a certain somebody and you trust him that somebody else in Iran will give the money back to your person there. So there are things like this wow. happening. Yeah. Wow. I hope he stayed in Poland. Destroy the team <laughs> from inside. They they belong together. Put that uh, Mariah Carey song in the background. We all know how Apollon like uh, anything to do with blue color, Sakis Ruvas and all this stuff. So uh, they they can they can keep Varda as well if they want. <laughs> we can have, have an Apollon fan say we can have an Apollon fan saying I want to be on the pod next week. I want to say what I've got to say. <laughs> welcome, welcome. But I must admit. I must admit, I should, I cannot say hate, yes, we are politically correct people here, <laughs> but I should dislike Apollo the most, but actually me personally, I dislike Apollo more than Apollo, so, yeah. yes, and, and, and I do, I, since I'm on the podcast, I must mention this, isn't it funny, I'm be, I've been here for 22 years, I've been going to stadium, I've been watching games, I've been so many times on the wrong side of a referee decision against my team so many times up until about 2020 2019 i've seen apoel consistently benefit from refereeing decisions there was even a website set where it was just one screen with the clock countdown the and the website was called the last time apoel player got a red card there really, there was genuinely a website like this. You can Google. I don't know if that still exists, but if you speak to some OG fans, they will tell you about this. Now, isn't it funny and uh, ironic that as soon as VAR comes in the system, Apoel wins absolutely nothing. Not a cup, not nothing, absolutely not zero. Okay, zero. Now it's reality check, guys. Now you've got to play with fair rules. Let's, <laughs> let's see how it's going to end up. It, no, it was a fact. There was there was a bunch of referees. All of them were Apoel fans. And there was one guy, Capitanis, who was a Moniadis, right? Back in the day. So it was a known fact. A referee would referee an Apoel game and he would be an Apoel fan. You go on his Facebook page, he's sitting there on the Kerkida with Apoel, with a scarf of Apoel. You can't make these things up. So because of that, I dislike Apollon slightly more than Apollon. But uh, Apollon, exo apotin poli. I refuse to speak. If I speak, I'll be in big trouble. Big, big trouble. Right. And I don't want to be in trouble. No, but everybody knows what you think of Apollon. You don't need to say. I, I, I refuse to speak. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Refuse to speak. Good. <laughs> I, I'm just <laughs> quoting Uncle Jose. And Uncle Jose, at this point in time, is the right person to, to quote. I would also say I have a dream, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of party. 
That's all. Any more news, my friend? Anything well, else that we'd like to report? Vrionidis is back. Hey, oh, spin come the on. wheel. Spin the wheel. Let's go. Final now, thing, right? It's the final yeah, one. Final yeah. thing. But okay. sadly, there's not that much to kind of pinpoint except for the, you know, the usual Aris and Aek getting fined for not having enough Ibrails. And Omonia, funny enough. Omonia as well, yeah. Omonia got fined for that. Um, now, as well, the only player mentioned <laughs> to get a fine was uh, Sebastian Deves. Thank you. Of course, yeah. it's us. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, for, for the, all... the, the Lex Luger <laughs> bionic <laughs> elbow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, apart from uh, one thing that I'd, I'd like to end on a sour note, let's not be racist. That would be good. Abuel got fined additionally for some pricks deciding to be racist to somebody. Um, well, yeah, racist. I know, right? Since when? I, I know, right? Uh, amazing, amazing. First time. It's never happened before. So, yeah. Millwall fans are rolling in their graves. I mean, with yeah. ones, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, the alive ones aren't going to roll in their graves, are they? <laughs> they might be into that kind of thing. Tight spaces, you know. <laughs> Suffocation, <laughs> strangulation, you know. But, but, Whoever yeah, floats yeah. the boat. Yeah, let's let's not be racist pricks, please. That would be nice. I just I just leave it. I'll I'll leave it at that. I don't want to go off on one because we're 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 at one forty nine. Uh, I don't want to add an extra half an hour to the pod by going off on one. So yeah, just no. just be nice, people. Be nice. Yes, agreed, agreed. Well, um, this is going out on Thursday morning. So for those of you watching tonight or this morning, shall I say, good luck to Ari. Good luck to our teams in Europe. And Abuel. Good luck to Abuel as well. I don't don't mean it. Good luck to Abuel as well. Good luck to Ari in the uh, (laughs) Europa League. (laughs) You guys are going to need luck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But... Uh, Russ, thank you for joining us, bro. Really appreciate it, man. Um, you know, obviously you're a busy guy, and we appreciate you jumping on. And it's like, what time is it in Cyprus now? A quarter past one in the morning. Yeah, Wowzers. Wowzers. We, we, we took two hours of your time. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. as well. And uh, by the way, what did what did you make of the new shirt? We didn't ask you because that that mm-hmm. navy and yellow one is a is a nice touch, man. But the new one, the new Isle shirt. I don't like the blue, the shade of blue. But it's not as bad as last year's shirt, in my opinion. I didn't like last year's shirt with the, those stripes, and they were like disintegrating towards the, the the end. They were looking like chevrons, yes, the French word yes. chevrons. Yes. They were looking like that, which uh, I don't, I, I didn't like that shirt. I prefer us to one day go back to the design that we had in 2012 with stripes horizontally. I like that. The Chris so Dixon much. shirt. Oh yes, I've got it signed just in the other room. Chris, Dixon, if he is he watching this, if he's watching what? this, Chris, my guy. My I can guy. I can send him a clip. No worries, man. I can send him a clip. Because, my guy, uh... he, he he knows me. He knows me. I used oh, to come sorry. to a stadium with Ghanaian flag because of him, and uh, we we became good friends with him. He's a he's a top G, top G. Well, I'll tell you what, he's a, yeah, you're right. And uh, I remember the cup final. I I know the guys from the Lions Den podcast. And I messaged him. I says, can you do a video message? Because they were collating a load of ex-IL fa- uh, players 
to do videos, like a video message for the cup final. And he did a brilliant one for them. And uh, he loves the club so much, so, so much. And hopefully we can get him on the pod because I've interviewed him for the other pod that I do. But I think it would be great to have him on this to uh, hear more about his time in Cyprus. Because he was at Salamina and Buffalo, I think, as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was at those two clubs as well. well I think he, Puff, he went to Paphos after when they were in second division. Second division. So. Yeah, I think so. But he, he, uh, he, he, he was a good player. He had good energy. Uh, he's a good singer as well. Uh, ah. He's got a huge tattoo on his back, uh, which he asked me to never reveal what it is, but it's everywhere. <laughs> uh, and he's generally a top, top guy. He was always giving time to the fans to talk to them. And uh, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. And thanks to him, he's, he's one of uh, our champions from 2012. Yeah, I've got I've got his clubs in Cyprus. We've got Nasalamina, Ael, Bafo, Paralimni, and Ermis. Uh so so he uh, yeah, I'm just looking at Ermis is 2016, so he's gonna have some stories as well <laughs> from that. <laughs> uh, I, mean, well, I mean why? Why why would he have those stories? I, I, I don't know. I don't know why he would have you probably no, have more chance of asking Frimpong for the stories than. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need to get him on the pod as well, to be honest. So I need to find him from somewhere. I'm sure I'll find him. I'm sure I'll find him. Well, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to another edition of This Is Mappa. We're on X at This Is Mappa. Same with our Instagram. We have a Discord. We have a Facebook group page. We are literally everywhere. Anything else you'd like to promote, Thasomu? Uh On Twitter. X, Les Gaffes, you know, get, get, get that news, get that news off me. Don't, don't follow them. Get Gidao, Brodaslima, all them other ball aching sites. They don't know what they're talking about. Follow me. Well, they do, they do report some good things about you know managers wearing magical shirts that give them victories. Yeah, and then some, some nice looking ladies in the, in, in the stadiums as well. I've got no problem with that. Twenty twenty three. We need to see more women at football games. It needs to be done. You Go know, to Aris game, brother. Go yes. to Aris game. Diversity and everything. Aris. We need more women at football. We need more women at football. Ross, thank you for joining, bro. Do you want to plug anything? Uh thanks guys, first of all, for hosting me again. I had a good time. Um hopefully not the last time. And if people want oh. to see uh, what I do and stuff, they can follow me at on Instagram uh, at ILEF. Um, and then they can find my company page as well there in my description as well. So thanks again to everybody. Superb. It was fun. Superb. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks again to everyone following us. Thank you to Food from Cyprus. Don't forget the discount code NCN12. So until next time, Adios, next time, Vardivision.